Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Have you ever had one of those days when it seems like the universe is maybe just a half twist, maybe maybe a you know half turn off. And no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you try, no matter how good your intentions are, it you just can't seem to adjust on that day. Everyone seems to take things the wrong way somehow. Maybe it's your presentation, I don't know. Maybe it's the way you look, you know. Hard to say. I had one of those last week. And uh, and those are very frustrating days sometimes because uh, when you share what you know with other people for their benefit and get it thrown back at you, as if you're trying to do something to them, then it kind of hurts. In fact, it does hurt. In fact, it makes you a little angry sometimes, probably. I know I go through a whole series of emotional feelings, but the thing is, uh, you know, and I'm sure you've had friends, maybe family members, that you've tried to tell things to and share things, you know, and say, you know, things that would benefit them. And they're like, nah. You know, no. And then later you find out you're right. Because you were pretty sure you were right. And and, it, and then you were sharing out of kindness, love, and, you know, a willingness to help. That happens a lot sometimes in the Christian life. And I used to get all sideways, you know, and feel kind of sideways about that. But um, I ran across a verse, a section, in the book of John, chapter 12, that really kind of helped put things in perspective for me. And what happens is, in, in chapter 12 of John, Jesus has just made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem where everybody's celebrating this would be Palm Sunday is what, what it would be called and everyone would you know there was celebration and stuff and then after the the entry uh, you know there was a crowd there around him and Jesus never turned away a really good opportunity to teach and so he was doing some of that and then there were some Greeks that were there uh, that wanted to talk to Jesus and to be quite honest, though, I mean, you know, if you're a Greco-Roman thinker, which if you're trained in Western civilization, that's exactly what you're doing, you may not know it, but you're a Greco-Roman thinker because you're trained to think like the Romans and the Greeks because that's kind of the process we use as a model in education classics and things now the thing is 
Jesus thinks like a Jew, and he always has. And that thinking is not like Greco-Roman thinking. Because the Greeks, of course, wanted to analyze everything. They take stuff apart. And Jesus was not wanting to do that exactly. But there was a crowd there. And I want to pick up that chapter in, in John twelve thirty six, where the, Jesus starts, you know, he's addressing the crowd that's around, and there's some Greeks in that crowd too, and he says, While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. And then it says, When Jesus has said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. I wonder why he did that. He hid himself from them. I mean, imagine Jesus not wanting to see somebody. He's like, whoa, I'm out. Part of it was, I really feel like he sensed the attitude of the people in that particular crowd. And notice I'm not saying all Jerusalem, all Jews. I'm not broad brushing that whole situation, which is a lot of Protestant theology does. Oh, well, they rejected him. See, look. No, 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 look. He was talking to a crowd at that point. And, by the way, the word for crowd in certain you know situations can be a small group or a large group. But there were, you know, he just made the triumphal entry. So this was a particular crowd that evidently didn't have their hearts in the right place. Because... In the next verse, in verse 37, he said, it says, Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him. Why did he hide himself from them? Because he knew, look, it didn't matter <laughs> what he did. It didn't matter what he did. They were not going to believe him, no matter how wonderful his message was. And then it says, and this is a really uh, key verse here, in uh, John twelve thirty eight, he says, So what the word so that, excuse me, the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe. For again, Isaiah said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their hearts their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. That's verse 41. Now, here's where a lot of people start it. Stop it at, uh, at 41, but let's go to 42. It says, Nevertheless, many, even among the authorities, believed in him. But for the fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. Now, Pharisees we're talking about right here are in Jerusalem, in control of 
the gangsters that are in charge of the temple, which were the high priests and the you often hear them called the leaders of the people. And yes, there was a group of Pharisees in that group that were in the pockets of these uh, temple rulers, the high priests, and the religious authorities. You hear them referred to as that as well. And they didn't want to get thrown out of the synagogue. But they believed. Now, verse 43 says, For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. Boom. Why did Jesus hide himself? Because of that. Because they loved the glory that came from man more than the glory that comes from God. So, how does that tie into having a bad day? How how does it, when you try to help somebody and it's just not working, when you're trying to help people during a particular day, or even a week, and it just does not seem to be clicking, well, worked the same way for Jesus. The Son of God. The Son of the living God. So it will happen to us. And here's the comfort that I get out of this. And it works this way. My job is not to change people's hearts. The job is not to change people's hearts. Why? Because I can't do that. What can I do? I can keep giving my message and I can keep helping other people as best as I feel the Spirit leads me and the Word of God guides me. I can just keep doing it. Some days it feels like you're trying to carve a rock with your head. And I totally get that. But you can't give up because God doesn't ask for brilliance. He asks for effort. That's what he wants. God looks at intent and effort. Because why, why does he look for effort? Because that shows your intent. It's in the trying and the why. Why am I trying? Because I care. Because God cares and I care what God thinks. And I care how God feels about other people and I care. uh, And I want to feel the way he feels about other people. That's why we keep giving the message. That's why we keep being nice to people who are horrible. That's why... When we're driving our car, if you do that, you don't drive like a maniac. That's why, if you're on public transportation, on the bus, you try to be courteous to other people as best as possible. As best as possible. Sometimes it ain't possible, but as best as you can. That's why. So my job, the job, Our job is not to change other people. Our job is to put the message out there. 
and to show and demonstrate the message in our lives. Not by our own power. Because when you are trying to live the life God asks you to live, He will supernaturally help you do that through the Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit, that's one of the primary functions of the Holy Spirit is to help you live like Jesus. Why? Because what's impossible for man is possible with God. But that doesn't mean, again, with this example, that everyone's just going to snap too. Oh yeah, well, you're being awful nice. Man, I'm changing my whole outlook. Listen, if that happens, praise God. But, if it doesn't, praise God anyway. Because you're doing what God has asked you to do, and you don't lose. They lose. Their lives will suffer. Because they're not following what God wants them to do. So, with that kind of thought, next time you see that you're having a day or a week, hopefully never a month, just focus on, and and this is something that helps me as well, to get simple. Get simple. Focus on the things that God is putting in you. And that's focus on the Word, focus on prayer, focus on reaching out to other people. And by doing that and keeping it simple, it's much easier when things get really crazy frustrating. Not easy. Easier. Because by doing that, We demonstrate that Jesus is our King, that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is our God, and that circumstances don't mess us up. But we keep pushing through. You got to be tenacious, tenacious in following the Lord. If you're going to be stubborn, If you're going to be stubborn and you're going to embrace that, embrace it this way. Don't let anything take you off of the path that Jesus showed us. And use the Bible as your guide. Use prayer as your power. And the Holy Spirit will help you reach out to other people. Guarantee it. And how can I be so confident? Because the living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is not called the living God for nothing. So, with that in mind, I want you to keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.